We both sound so thrilled. I know. We're just like, okay, let's just fucking get it over with. (laughs) This is going to be like the least funny episode. We're not funny anyway, but this one's going to be real bad. All right, let's get this over with. Yeah, let's do it. All right, everybody, welcome back. We're here on Top Shelf Shenanigans, dissecting and talking about all things for eight. Is that the episode? For eight. Yes. yes. Okay, God. And it's- honestly, this is actually perfect. I just realized this is mini-sode 13, and it's a Halloween episode. Oh, how spoopy of them. Yeah, so spoopy. <laughs> I mean, that's kismet. That's pretty funny. Yeah. That actually makes me enjoy doing this a little bit more. Same. This particular mini-sode. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So for you, those of you who don't know or you're just jumping onto this episode because it's current with what's going on in the in the show and you don't regularly listen, this podcast usually talks about Nicole and why known as friendship, known as why not, but... We all have also started doing episode breakdowns and our initial reactions, so that's where you're at now. My name's Janie, your lovely, charismatic, cherub-faced host, here with my best friend and co-host, Kelly, the amazing baby blue-eyed princess. That was so much to take in. That's what she said. <laughs> Title you of did, your sex tape. You did not disappoint. We're, we're not going <laughs> to keep going. Said. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I could do this all day. I'd love your sex tape. <laughs> okay. Literally, that's the Discord. That's all we do. It's just that stupid. So if you are interested in joining our Discord, let us know. We've had a lot of new a newbies, so hi to everybody that's been there for a while. Hey. I guess we're going <laughs> to jump into it. So 4-8, the Halloween episode. Hellraising good time. Hellraising good time. Is that how it was advertised? Advertised. Was that the tagline for the episode? That was the name of the episode. Oh, that was the name of the episode. Okay. <laughs> Shit. We're I, fans. <laughs> this actually might cement permanently our lack of fanness. People were <laughs> like, bitches aren't fans of the show at all after they listen to this. The episode starts off with BBD, right? In the field. And the scarecrow with the butthole face jumps down and kills them. That is the beginning of Rotten Jack. That is the small bad of the episode. It's not really a big bad. No, it's really not. I was actually a little disappointed because at the start of it, it seemed like, oh, this is like a villain. Villain. Scary. Yeah. And then it just kind of, I mean, we can talk about it later, but it just kind of fizzled. Well, yeah, I mean, the way it was painted was every All Hallows Eve or whatever, this murderous creature comes to life and just goes on like a spree. And it's gory and it's, you know, whatever. And then like by the end of it, it's like what he killed three people and he wasn't even very strong. No. And was it three or four? I don't even remember. Like that's. And you literally just got done rewatching it. Yeah. Wow, call me out. That's clearly. fine. Clearly, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I literally forgot most of this episode anyway. Okay, why not wakes up naked after boning Eamon? Mm-hmm. You know one thing I noticed immediately? The party boots. No. Oh, that was about the first a- thing I noticed. Oh, about Eamon was he had his gloves back on. Yeah, he did. This, like, entire episode they were on. 
And they he didn't wear them at all the last episode, I feel like. I know, it was weird. Did you feel like Eamon was like a totally different person this episode? I, I feel like something clicked. Yeah, he wasn't his kind of neutral, charismatic, go-with-the-flow type of guy. He was He had his own agenda, and he was a little more on the evil side. And then his whole dick-swinging contest with Doc was like, enough. Yeah, it really, I don't know, it was strange. It was like a completely different character to me. He lost all of his kind of like cool kind of suaveness. Yeah. And he was just kind of this like bumbling asshole. He was, yeah, he definitely switched from, because I mean, obviously we don't know a lot about him anyway, but up until this point, we've been led to believe or led by the show and his actions to maybe kind of root for him or at least like like him enough to be like, okay, he doesn't, I don't hate him. I don't mm. have a reason yet to hate him. And it's just like that totally went away. And he like flipped completely around and like now in one episode became the gross skeezy villain guy yeah it was more of a stereotype I feel like it was it was just kind of weird and it kind of bothered me but we can move on but a lot of this episode bothered me same very same yeah Um, which is weird because I've never felt like this about an episode where I don't know I was left wanting a lot more than normal title of my sex tape (laughs) yes I was gonna say it but anyway it goes to the homestead and Waverly is decorating for Halloween shout out to the tiny pumpkin in the back with the best face ever is he now your more favorite I'd say D character than B train he might be oh shit B train has been dethroned (laughs) (laughs) I want to cosplay as that little pumpkin please and that one has less of a butthole face than the actual pumpkin. I know. I'm sorry, but like that didn't look like a pumpkin to me. Yeah, it really didn't look like a pumpkin. I guess he was a rotten pumpkin. So his head should have been like all concaved and like sunk in, right? I don't know. I'm just saying it looks like an anus. <laughs> and I only know that because anatomy. I have studied anatomy. You study anuses? Specifically. I'm an anal- analogist. Okay. I know the real word for that. So don't at me, bro, but... I'm just going to say anusologist because it's funnier. Do you study Uranus? In the mirror. Nice. <laughs> Look, we've gotten so off track already because this episode was not great. No. Exactly. We're going to get so much hate. I know. <laughs> I was already like shit talking the Stetson and the khakis on Twitter last night. So I know. We were at the homestead. Waverly is decorating. Nicole is like, I'm going shopping which is weird. With Rachel. I'm assuming that they're getting something for the wedding. Well, yeah, she said something about a white dress. And I'm like, that's so out of character for Nicole. Uh, She said that Rachel said something about it. I don't think they're going to do that as much as, I mean, they put her back in the khakis and the studs and they're going to not put her in that, in a dress for the wedding. Also, I don't think Rachel would wear a white dress. Isn't it like a faux pas to wear white to a wedding? I think Rachel was talking about a dress for Nicole, not herself. You should not wear white to a wedding if you're not the one getting married. Stupid, pointless traditions that have no effect on the actual marriage. But let's just... It really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what Do what you want. Amen. Do what you want. If you want to fucking have a furry, like, marry you, do it. We're off topic again. Okay. They talk, they're being cute and gross, and then Waverly gets a text from Winona that says to meet her, I guess, at the police station and to bring pants. 
Right. But remember we were talking about how Nicole is just like suddenly fine now, like all of her trauma from 4A is gone. Mm hmm. And now she's just like happy and like horny all the time and making stupid jokes like monster mashing my wife. Can we talk about how nobody addresses trauma in this fucking show? It's annoying. It is. Because nobody goes from being as traumatized as she was to just being fine. No. She's coping with, honestly, I think she's letting the wedding planning or whatever distract her coping. Yeah, exactly. So Waverly goes to the police station. Jeremy's there being all boss, like a boss, like he's in charge. Yeah, he kind of, I used quotations when I put in forms them because he doesn't really give them much information about Rotten Jack. He's just like, go kill this. Or don't, no, he says, don't kill it. They want, BBD wants it alive, which why do they want demons alive again? I'm so confused as to what's going on with BBD and like management has changed again. The fish lady is out. Someone else is in charge. That British dude? I guess. And yeah, like how come all of a sudden Jeremy's swapped from being a part of like Team Herb and like hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudging when Winona was at BBD saying, oh, this is our greatest agent, ARP or whatever, and like covering for them to now all of a sudden just being like, oh, my boss wants this. You have to do this. I'm working for the man, blah, blah, blah. It's all so weird to me. Like I'm very confused by a lot of everything that's going on right now. And just some of the choices that, like, the characters are making or the way that they're acting, I'm just kind of confused. In this episode, I feel like, I mean, obviously, mind erase fog aside for Waverly and Winona, it was the most out of character for basically everybody. Yeah. And I don't... There was only... You know what? I feel like Doc was almost back to his normal self, though. Yeah. In this episode, but he was the mm -hmm. only one. He was less high horsey and he was like like season two doc where he was yes. like legitimately on board trying to help the Earp sisters. But he still kind of had his own side thing that he was going on, but it wasn't as skeezy and like shady as whatever. And he he wasn't on his high horse like he was in the last episode. Yeah, exactly. I do have to say I love Doc dressed as Freddie Mercury. It worked. I loved it. And when he had his actual jacket off and he had the armbands on, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was like my favorite part. It was so good. Okay, so speaking of Doc, him and Eamon are at the glory hole. And Mm -hmm. they are, Eamon says something. He's like showing him, I guess, their little betting station on Rotten Jack for who he's going to kill and all of that. And he sees, Doc sees the angel card and Eamon's like, oh, I've heard some rumors lately. So I don't know, something that he really wants to know who the angel is in purgatory because he, he knows that there's one. He's definitely, and that's the thing that is so frustrating about this episode specifically and the switch in Eamon is like he definitely has put off that vibe that he knows more than he's letting on and he's in on everything and he still can maintain neutral and so like i would like to see that explored be like who is he how does he know everything what is his long game but like i feel like we're not going to get that because all of a sudden he's just switched and turned into the asshole anyway him and doc argue about the alcohol that doc has not been getting him and then doc quits and leaves (laughs) bye so after that, Rotten Jack kills the the mother who's wearing the chili cook-off uh, shirt, oh, yeah. which is you know, fantastic. That's hilarious. And also the fact that she had such a thick Midwestern accent. I, I loved it. So when it said the mother, 
I honestly thought he was going to come after Winona. I thought so too. Which would have made him as a villain way better. I agree. They literally had this looming villain for the whole episode and then they like beat it in three seconds. And I was like, okay. It was disappointing. It was like a lot of straight people's wedding nights. Anticlimactic. Well, Waverly and Winona. Well, Winona changes into her Britney outfit. Just her, okay, thick. I do have to say, I like all of the costume changes. Oh, amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. So uh, Waverly and Winona seek out the extractor, which we find out is Casey. And why is he so against helping them? I think that on Halloween, he is afraid of Rotten Jack. And I also think he's afraid of BBD. Uh, well, I mean, that makes sense, but why would BBD call on him to be the quote-unquote extractor if he doesn't want to work with them? Because they don't care if people want to or not. They'll make them. Anyway, then we flash to Jeremy having that, like, is that, like, group therapy meeting or whatever, and we see the recast of Robin. Bizarre. Here's the I- thing. If you couldn't get that actor back, honestly, just kill off the character, in my opinion. Like, I know people might be upset about that, but it's just, like, the recast is weird. It absolutely is weird, and I feel like, and I might get a lot of hate for this, but, like, we were kind of discussing is, like, this episode, and especially the second half, the two episodes we've had in the second half of the season, have been full of fanfare. They Mm. are catering to the fans. Yeah. Which is, honestly, it's fine as long as it goes with the plot and furthers the show and it doesn't seem out of, like, they're reaching. I feel like in an attempt to be fair to their queer audience, they have the representation of Nicole and Waverly. They also, you know, Robin and Jeremy were important for the, you know, gay or male-on-male loving part of the fandom. Mm -hmm. And they were popular when they were together. And I feel like they're reaching to try to make, to keep that sort of representation or fairness because bringing Robin back at all, honestly, didn't need to happen. No, and I mean, honestly, I would have been okay with even them just saying he's alive and safe somewhere than doing this whole thing. It was just bizarre and like I get his mind has been wiped or whatever but that actor did not have the same mannerisms as the other actor so it just it just didn't cross over at all I felt like a lot of time was also spent on that a lot like a lot of time you know what they could they could have easily if they wanted to go this route for for Jeremy and honestly I feel like that's so out of character for Jeremy to be so focused on Robin when I'm sorry he barely knew the guy and yeah they were infatuated and they were cute but the end of the world is nigh he barely has his team back like what where is Jeremy's loyalties at this point yeah I don't know it's like I said like everybody felt super out of character in this episode yeah if they wanted to go down that whole like bringing Robin back or showing that he's safe or kind of showing why Jeremy is still with BBD so he can help Robin they could have easily showed him like laying down from behind on a bed in like a room and Jeremy like looking at him through a window like an observation room or something in the, in an infirmary and have that conversation with the British guy be like how is the cure coming on or whatever and he was like you know we're still working on it but his memory isn't coming back as fast as I'd like and then boom 
Winona and Waverly are in the memory wiping fog and you can kind of tie it together. You don't need to recast him. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, it, I don't know. It was a choice for them. It, it was a bad choice. I'll say it. It was a bad choice. It was a bad <laughs> writing choice. Yeah, I saw somebody, I don't know if it was in our Discord or somewhere else, and I can't remember who said it, so I do apologize, and I'm too lazy to go back through all of the discussion. But somebody said that this was, Emily said that it was the most rewritten episode. Like, they just kept, like, changing things, and that makes sense to me, because it was kind of all over the place to me. I'm sorry, but if you're struggling with an episode that that much, it's probably not... Good. Good. You probably need to just remove it. Mm-hmm. I think they wanted and like and obviously we don't know what's going to happen in the last four episodes. Yeah. So maybe it does tie back and maybe there's a reason for it. But you've got to give us something to nail down the legitimacy of this episode, because for me, this was a trash throwaway episode. Yeah, and I've never felt that way about any other episode of the show. And this episode was, in one word, disappointing. In one word, messy. Mm-hmm. It was... People are going to hear That's fine, honestly. We've <laughs> made it this far, and I've not gotten, like, a flaming bag of poop on my doorstep. So, <laughs> There's all right, still let's time. Just, yeah, let's just... Oh, it's, it's about to happen. The time is now. <laughs> anyway, Casey runs off into the fog they chase after him he has a gas mask on which is why he's fine so they get their memory wiped my favorite interaction in that whole thing was no shit ladybug and then are you late for school and then winona looking down at herself and going horror school horror school so then we get to the actual like to me the the good part of the episode if we want to call it that so casey plays music for them to follow so they come out of the the fog he lifts up his gas mask and waverly's first instinct is to punch him in the face (laughs) which i love it i love and people people were like oh my gosh like she's so like mean in this episode and honestly i like it okay honestly that's a fight or flight response, and she's a fighter. So that's she normal. Is. I think even the nicest person would have reacted like that. Number two, I don't think, I think people are reading too much into her quote unquote meanness in this episode because they're they're trying to say that it's leading to Dark Waverly, which let me get, let me make things clear. I am all for Dark Waverly, but Damn. I don't think that's exactly what was happening. No, I think that her memory is wiped and she doesn't have her like how she normally is because her memories make her who she is if that makes sense like she's just kind of reacting right the way you grow up and form your personalities and your you everything around you makes you a mean person or a nice person doesn't mean you can't change that obviously you can learn errors of your ways and change things but like what makes Waverly nice is the way she grew up and her circumstance and she's that's now been wiped out of her mind so it's just doing like raw human reactions yeah uh, I did we did actually have a question right yep. here colored out the lines asked what do you think they're teaching in horror school probably I mean, how to like ride a mechanical bull really well so I known as a professor then yes Casey tells them that he sold them weed and they got oh, yeah. real high, which real damn, high. if any weed can do that. And right. then they don't remember where they live. So he helps them get home and then or he tells them like on that map that Waverly has where their house is. And during all this, Winona leaves Peacemaker there. 
as soon as she dropped him, I was like, she's going to leave without it. Which that leads to them going to the homestead and making assumptions about themselves based on the things that they find in the homestead, which was hilarious. Honestly, so funny. I feel like, like, who thinks to do that? I don't know. I mean, obviously, I've never had my memory wiped, so I don't know how I would react. But I thought that was just so kind of smart and like their natural instincts for the people who they are. Like, they're the heroes and they fight and they figure stuff out and they, you know, Wade really loves research. I feel like that was so in character for them to start investigating their surroundings. Yeah. And like the mail and just the clothes that were laying around. And of course, they get their names back. Backwards and I thought that was hilarious. I mean, it wasn't exactly a body swap, but I did enjoy it. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> I liked how she was like, I'm Winona Earp, a cop. <laughs> Winona finds the bills and they're like past due. And so there's a joke later when she's walking. She's like, oh, no, no wonder I'm broke. <laughs> yeah, when they walk into shorties, no wonder I'm so poor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how do you feel about Waverly in the police uniform? I liked it. I thought it was a good look. I thought so too. What about Winona and the shorty shirt? Winona made me love the shirt. Same. She looked good in it. I don't know what it was. And I'm not saying the other people that have donned that shirt have looked bad. I just, I don't know. You know how I hated it at first, but it has grown on me. It looks completely different on Winona. It does. it, It brings a new vibe to the shirt. True. I also like how she smelled it and tasted it. Girl, you don't know how long that's been sitting there. I don't think she cares. Obviously, the whiskey was more important. So they go to Shorty's then, and Doc is there and is very confused. And I think he thinks that they're, like, fucking with him. Yeah, Halloween joke or whatever. Yeah, just something. I do love when Waverly goes, don't step on my nuts, man. I'm off duty. (laughs) (laughs) That's, like, literally me. 100% of the time, even when I'm at work. Don't step on my notes, man. You know what? Actually, my stream went down when that part, like that joke happened. So I missed it, but I've seen it since. But yeah, it was a good one. I also like how they grabbed paper, umbrella, toothpicks to defend themselves. I mean, again, fight or flight. So, you know, they have that instinct to be fighters, which I think is in character. But (laughs) I thought that I thought that was really funny. Well, it's just really stupid. Like, what's that going to do? It's a fucking toothpick. Right. I mean, it's almost as useful as the radio that Nicole holds up. Mm-hmm. So Waverly and Winona run out and they hide from Doc and the demons by jumping in that dumpster. Mm-hmm. And then the demons tell Eamon what happened to Winona and Waverly and he gets the biggest boner ever for that. Yeah, it's like he suddenly is it just because he wants to win this like jackpot demon killing like bet thing? Or did he again questions? Did he suddenly just turn evil and now he's been he's been lulling the herbs into a sense of false comfort and now he's turned on them? Maybe. I mean, I don't think he was ever like not evil. Yeah, if that makes sense. But like, it's very weird because he just I don't know. He seems like, oh, I'm going to kill them now even though I've been like helping them, but maybe he used Winona to get rid of the Clantons. I think a lot of it is a power trip, to be honest. Like he wants to be the one who has the most power in purgatory. That makes sense because all demons always want all the power. Yeah. So like, cause later on he talks about how like the Clantons are gone and all of this is happening and Waverly and Winona are like out of their minds. So it's time to make a move. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I would like to have kind of 
maybe even gotten a little more hints that he could have eventually led to like this switch but again just so out of character Mm. okay so then i did write a question here because aiden knows about the fog so how many people know about the fog do like nicole and rachel know about it and why didn't they tell waverly winona and doc about it why is everybody keeping it a fucking secret why didn't jeremy that should have been one of the first things he was like hey if you get too close to the border you're gonna lose all your memory that would be like the number one thing to tell people exactly that's what i'm saying like jeremy's loyalties are in question here i don't think that nicole and rachel know because i they would tell they'd be like listen you've been gone for 18 months this is what's up like i'm not sheriff anymore these clantons are you know take and demons are taking over the town don't go too far to the border because there's a fog that wipes your memory bbd is controlling the border and controlling the food and you know the supply routes or whatever like i just feel like nicole def- nicole definitely would have said something yeah same that's why i'm like maybe she, her and rachel didn't know about it because i feel like that would have been like you gotta update people with that because who wants a demon hunter a vampire or an angel on the loose with no memory exactly that's like that's dangerous yeah and <laughs> i think well obviously Eamon knows stuff we've kind of established that he kind of knows everything so i'm sure he was probably planning on using that fog to his advantage one day maybe he banishes people who cross him or whatever 